0: we cannot wait to see this man make his return at ufc 265 this weekend in a pivotal fight in the welterweight division against vicente Luque. the maverick has touched down back at submission radio michael kiesa welcome back to the show man it's good to be on. It's good to be talking to you guys again. How are uh, how are things down under? Good.
1: Dude, things are good here. We can't complain, man. The pleasure is all ours. Thanks for jumping on. Um, and for those yeah. who may not have seen it, there's a very powerful image of Dana Kiesa on your IG, warning <laughs> people not to pirate the pay per view. Uh, we know, we know that uh, you you have you heard back from Dana about the post. The combination is pretty majestic. <laughs> I like that you say there's a plan. Yeah. We'll, we'll fuck you guys up, basically.
2: <laughs> Dana, Dana gets a laugh out of when I troll him. I've trolled him a few times, and he usually gets a pretty good laugh out of it. So I had to slide that one. I did it on accident, actually. I was uh, anytime I'm at the desk, I do like a little face swap thing um, at my little teleprompter with like my Snapchat filters, and uh,
0: I did it to Michael Chandler, and then I put it down on my face. I was like, oh shit, I got to use this. So I
2: screenshotted it and and used it.
0: I'll tell you what, if you ever decide to lose the beard and the hair, I think you're in good hands, man. You're looking pretty good. (laughs) I was going to quickly ask, though, dude, some breaking news in the last week. Some breaking news last week, which is Amanda Nunez, out of the event, Uh, she's no longer going to be at UFC 265, unfortunately, due to COVID. I'm wondering, have you heard from the UFC yet? Are you possibly going to be the new co-main for this card? What's the latest? Uh
2: um i haven't heard anything you know i'm just kind of sitting waiting in the wings wondering like what their plan is um you know it doesn't really change too much for me you know it'd be cool to have my face on the poster that's about it but uh you know um still a three-round fight so whether i'm opening the main card or i'm co-main whatever it may be it's not going to change too much for me so um but you know it's still so unfortunate for julie um you know it's been a tough camp for for us as a team you know julie lives in chicago I, I still live in Spokane, you know, Rick, our head coach, he's lives in Spokane. So when Julie goes into camps, she usually spends time in Chicago and, and um, you know, with her, the magnitude of this fight, you know, he's been out there away from his family for so long. And, um, you know, I, I came down to Las Vegas, where, I, where I'm still currently at now. Uh, I leave for a fight week uh, tomorrow. So, um, you know, so I, I've been spending my time out here training. He's been, we've all been making sacrifices as a team. Um, particularly, you know, mainly to get Julie to this fight. She needs Rick's attention. And for me, like, this is a tough fight. We've, we've known about Luke for a long time. We've done the breakdown. We've done everything we need to do on our end. And then, you know, I'm down here with John Wood training at Syndicate and stuff like that. So we all made a lot of sacrifices to to be at our best um, for this card coming up this Saturday. And um, it's just unfortunate that things turned out this way. But, you know, Julie and Amanda, they're they're destined to fight each other. So they'll fight at a later date. And, you know, I just got to stay focused on my fight. And, you know, I'm, I'm very well prepared for, for this opportunity.
1: Yeah, 100%. And it's a good way to sort of, um, you know, put in perspective about how it's not just affecting Juliana. It's it's the whole team. And it, it, you sort of summarize it about how sometimes it is a team sport. Um, but you mentioned Vincente Luque. And now uh, we heard you on the Michael Bisping podcast. Great podcast, by the way. You're talking about how he's hands down the most dangerous guy that uh, you've ever been matched up with. What is the feeling like heading into a fight where you know that he is the most dangerous opponent you've ever faced, man?
2: Uh, you know, as crazy as this sounds, I like I, I like the, that type of threat because it, it, it's, you know, there's been other fights like, um, you know, no disrespect to Diego Sanchez, but there's a big difference between being in a training camp for Diego Sanchez and being in a training camp for Vicente Luque. Like... The, the the imminent threat of danger it, it it heightens your senses you know what i mean so it's not like i treat every i treat every opponent like they have the ability to finish me and seriously hurt me and, and do damage but um this isn't a fight where i'm not having to convince myself that the the threat of danger is there it's there you know so it keeps me honest it keeps me on my toes my my senses are much more heightened especially with sparring and stuff like that so um you know, this is the fight I need to, to get to the next level. So, uh, you know, and, you know, I I've addressed, I've addressed the things he's, he does very well. And I think the one thing that needed to be addressed is not only is he the most dangerous guy I've fought yet, but I also think from a physical standpoint, he could be the biggest and strongest. So I've spent a lot of time training, like almost all my training partners for this camp, especially sparring have been middleweights. So I've been going with a ton of middleweights. And, um, so I'll be really prepared for that physical aspect of the fight that, that he's gonna bring to the octagon. And you know, from the technical standpoint, the, the, the skills that he has, the things that he does well, we've addressed those as well. So uh, I'm very well prepared for this fight.
0: Mm. I know you, you just mentioned the physical stuff. I'm I'm curious, man, you, you call you call him the most dangerous, right? There's, there's a skill set that comes in there, but also there's the mindset that he brings in there. Like he's not afraid of a war. And you were mentioning that if you win it, it's gonna, go, gonna be a firefight. You're gonna be going through the fire to get this W. I'm wondering, um, what what, what kind of training, and sparring do you have to do to prepare for a fight like that? Like, are, are you getting guys in and you're like, all right, we need guys that that are comfortable being in the pocket, comfortable being in the firefight, and kind of can replicate the experience of fighting a Vicente? Or is it getting guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, dude,
2: I there's killers down here in Las Vegas. You know, a lot of guys. Everybody down here is really hungry. You know, being at Syndicate right now, the room is so tough. You know, all all the guys I'm training with are either headed into fights for Dana White Contender Series or, or things of that sort. So it's a lot of high level guys. Um, you know, and when you're you, you kind of have a a mark on your head. You know, when you're when you're in the UFC and, and and you got a number next to your name, like guys want to test yourself. So a lot of the guys that I'm sparring with, they want to test themselves against me, and that's good. You know what I mean? So I got a lot of guys willing to get in the pocket, willing to trade, um, and, and just be physical. You know, so it's it's good that. You know I've, I've shown i think through through my time at welterweight in these last four fights that i'm not i think some guys have made the mistake like oh this is just a lightweight coming up like no i'm a true welterweight and i think i showed that in my last fight so um we've addressed the things that he does well and i'm sure he has as well i mean i think we're both going to be very well prepared going into this fight and uh you know may the best man win i'm really excited for for the opportunity. You know, I think Vicente, I think, phenomenal competitor. Um, I've always, always enjoyed watching this. Ice. His knockout over Hector Urbina, and I said this way before uh, I, I ever even, when I was still at lightweight, I, his knockout over, over uh, Hector Urbina was one of my favorite knockouts in the UFC. When you pinned him on the fence and, He's just banging the body and he sets up this lethal combo with like a left hook, misty Gotcha leads into the overhand right and sleeps the guy. Hmm. Huge I'm a huge fan of his work, you know. So it's cool to get out there and compete against the guy that you're a fan of. Um, you know, may the best man win. You know, I think that he's a good he's just a good all around dude. He's a he's the type of guy I want to compete against, you know, and uh we'll shake hands before. We'll be it'll it'll all be good before and after, but in that fifteen minutes or less. It's gonna be a dogfight,
1: mm, dude. And you're on a great streak at the moment, man. And beating a guy who just recently, uh, you know, beat Tyrone Woodley in you know pretty spectacular fashion. What do you think a win here nets you, man?
2: I think whoever wins this fight moves on to 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 get into you know. I think whoever wins this fight should go on to fight for the title. You know, they booked Colby and Usman, and um, I don't know, you know, if Colby gets past Usman, I wouldn't be surprised if they do a trilogy. I know that how much they love that first fight. Um, but I, I, I just think that if Usman gets past Colby, it's got to be me. It's got to be whoever wins this fight that goes on next. You know, Leon, um, you know, Leon's on. The, I think Leon's the most deserving of the title fight. Uh, I think it, it should be him fighting Kamaru in Madison Square Garden. But, you know, it, it's going to be Colby. So, um, you know, I don't know if they're going to do Burns and Leon. I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, All I know is I, I, I'm I not focused on what's coming thereafter. This is the fight where I have to just don't look ahead, stay focused on what's what what I have to get into on this Saturday. And that's a very tough fight against Vicente Luque. If I start thinking about the title fight and who deserves what, I, I, I think that that's where something gets slipped through the cracks. You know, so I think that it's just best for me to just stay focused on Vicente and, you know, whatever whatever happens thereafter. You know, I can't don't focus on things that are out of my hands that I can't control, you know, so just focus on the fight that's that's what I need to keep my focus on so we'll see what happens uh whoever wins may the best man win um we'll see what happens after the fight
1: okay not to detour too much but I just wanted to get your reaction with Covington Usman being booked because I know for a long time you've been saying you know you felt like maybe a guy like Leon or even yourself should be getting that title shot now that it's official what what sort of went through your head when you saw it it didn't surprise me we
2: Mm -hmm. all kind of saw it coming Mm -hmm. you know so it's that's the business, man. And I think it's going to be a phenomenal fight. I look forward to watching those guys get in there and scrap again. Um, you know, so I'm a, I'm a fan of good fights. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think, you know, if, I know you guys are going to ask my prediction next, so
1: I'm just going to give it to you now. <laughs> hey, you guys, uh, nice. hey. <laughs> Mr. That's Kiesa, hey. you got your analyst hat on. How could we resist?
0: Dana Kiesa, break yeah. <laughs> it down for us. Uh, it's just
2: hard for me. You know, both guys have made changes since their first fight, you know, uh, Camaro has been training with Trevor Whitman, and we've seen the results, uh, devastating knockout finishes um, of, of Jorge Masvidal and, um, and Gilbert Burns. Uh, I think we're seeing a much more refined Camaro Usman, and, and, you know, we haven't seen a ton from Colby. We saw that we saw the Woodley fight. You know, he performed very well. Um, but I, I just, I, with the changes and the evolution that we've seen from Camaro Usman, it's hard for me to pick, you know, pick against him. So I, I have Camaro winning that fight.
0: Going back to Vicente, you mentioned how he's the most dangerous fight, one of the toughest opponents that you ever had. When you look at him, do you think he's a harder fight than some of the guys at the very top of the division, guys like Leon, guys like Burns?
2: They're all tough. I mean, it's, dude, it, it's, it's, a, it's a, you get to the top five of the division and, and there's, there's not an easy fight in sight. And, um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where you could do these fights 10 times over and I don't think the same guy wins every time. Um, it's a, it's a matter of inches when you're in there with, with the guys at this level, you know? Uh, So I think Vicente is definitely one of the toughest guys, but everybody, everybody possesses a different set of skills that makes them unique in their own way. So um, it's the matchups, the matchups are what make the harder fights. You know, there's going to be matchups for certain guys that are going to be easier than others. um, But nonetheless, I mean, he's, he's as, he's as good as one could possibly be at welterweight. I mean, the only guys he's come up short against is, uh, is Wonderboy Thompson and uh, Leon Edwards. And those are two of the best guys in the weight class. So, uh, you know, he's tough. He's tough. He's as tough as they come, man. He's he's he's, he's where he's at for a reason. Him and I are kind of jockeying back
0: and forth for that five spot. Um, yeah, he's a tough guy. Do you think that if you're able to beat him decisively, that really sends a statement? Because you mentioned even the Wonderboy fight, for example. Great fight. And Wonderboy was able to outstrike him, but you haven't really seen many people go out there and really dominate a guy like Vicente Luque. Do you feel like if you go out there and you're able to do that, that sends a statement to the rest of the division? I think a
2: win just sends a statement. You know what I mean? It's, winning is everything. You can't you can't have the expectation. To, I mean, it's, there are some guys that, that always have the expectation to go out and dominate, and that's great. But for me, it's like, I, know, I, I, I respect the skills. And... Um, you know, it's just hard to tell until the fight starts and things just kind of start unraveling. You know, that's the story of the fight will tell itself as it, as it, as it, as it, as it transpires. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But I think, you know, whoever wins this fight is, uh, you know, I think they're going to be the front runner for whoever's next for whoever wins the UFC 268, correct? mm mm-hmm. Yeah, 268. Got my numbers right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Speaking of numbers and uh, being number one with the Olympic Games currently in play and so many ball sports happening, the only ball sport you need to be worried about is trimming your balls and shaving those bastards with the Lawn Mower 4.0. The future is here. It's not Jeff Bezos flying into space. It is the Lawn Mower 4.0, the best grooming tool on the market. Give your balls a gold medal performance with this baby and the Lawn Mower 4.0 jumps straight on to the podium with its ceramic blade with the skin safe technology so it doesn't cut your balls the LED light that you're accustomed to from the lawnmower 3.0. Now you can turn it off whenever you want to. We Did we mention it's waterproof? Michael Phelps is drooling at the idea. Save some <laughs> money. Use the 20% off discount code submission when you buy anything on the website. A whole bunch of other great products. Ball toners, uh, the crop duster. You've got things for your feet to stop them from smelling. Basically, Manscaped has you covered for everything to be the best Best version of yourself and give a gold medal performance. Uh, Use the code submission 20% off. Isn't that right, Dennis?
0: That's right, Cass. And speaking of the Olympics, why are they the only ones that get to win gold uh, over the Olympic summer and winter, wherever you are around the world? Because with my bookie, you guys can get rich with some gold too. get that currency up with my bookie, because if you sign up with promo code submission, now you can take advantage of up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code submission. Get yourself a free cash deposit. Top it up with free bets and boosted odds and all sorts of cool things down at the side. They're number one for prop bets. And there are so many things to bet on right now. You've got UFC 265 around the corner. So many crazy sports happening right now in the Olympics. You don't have an excuse not to go on my bookie. Use that promo code submission. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, Cass,
1: with my bookie. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, speaking of UFC 265, where are you watching the fights? Don't be a dirty pirate. Don't make Dana Kiesa come after you for illegal Russian streams. Maybe you want to go to the pub with some buddies. Maybe grab some wings. Maybe grab a few pints. Watch it with your friends. Uh, maybe you run into your boys at Submission Radio. I don't know. Sounds like a good idea to me. Uh the best way to find a pub near you that is definitely showing the fight. You don't want to go to a pub and it's not actually showing it. The best way to find. Uh, a pub that's actually showing the fights is to use Match Pint. Match Pint lists all the pubs and bars near you that are showing the sport. Uh, It doesn't have to be MMA, but we're using MMA as an example because it's an MMA show. Uh, All you need to do is visit the website or download the app, select the matchup after you're after, and you'll see a list of your closest venues. Uh, Match Pint also shows which pubs have the fight on a big screen or if the venue has any special offers on at the moment you can use the link in the description to see all the venues near you showing UFC 265 thanks to Matchpoint in fact I'll give you a quick demonstration on my phone and this is live and in real time you've got the map the app right in front of you uh, you have got the Olympics you've got a whole bunch of things it, it doesn't have to MMA like I said UFC 265 Lewis vs guard there you go You click on that now it's going to show you all the pubs near you there we go bang this is near me hampton park tavern sporting globe doncaster the amstel club i don't want to watch any of those i want to be maybe closer to the city where dennis lives here we go the swan hotel the old swanny church street richmond cool we click on that you see it's got a rating of 3.8 so you can rate it yourself the highlights are exceptional food huge screen great service all of that sounds great. You've got the hours open until three, which is good. So you can get shit face afterwards and do some day drinking. Uh, and then you've got the features, which is 10 screens, which is great. Commentary, because you don't want to be watching the fights with, uh, you know, zero volume, as some venues do. So it's food, garden, pet friendly. Great. And then you can check out the offers. $10 pints. Well, it's not to love? Pretty soon, the app is going to be your best mate when it comes to sports. Thanks to Match Pint. Check it out. Absolutely love this app already. Uh, But Mike, going back to you, I mean, we saw you were speaking to another Mike, Mike Heck, over at MMA Fighting. uh, You kind of made the comparison to yourself and Michael Bisping, you know, sort of thinking like, am I Michael Bisping? Am I going to be waiting, you know, almost 10 years in a storied career before I finally get that title? Um, I wonder, what was it like for you to have that, you know, crazy realization that you have been with the company for, I think, nine years, going on 10 since 2012? It's a long time to be with the company, man
2: it's crazy man and it's it's i think that um i think that's what's made me feel like uh yeah it's been nine years and i've had a lot of ups i've had a lot of downs um but i think that it's like uh ever since i went up to welterweight it's like a new chapter you Mm -hmm. know this this just great new chapter that i've been on so um while i've been here for nine years i feel like this this recent run i've been on has been the most relevant um and it's uh it's just crazy to think it's been almost 10 years because it doesn't feel like it you know what i mean it's uh I have a lot of gratitude for where I'm at and how long I've been here. Um, not a lot of guys can say they've been in the UFC, competing against the best guys for for almost a decade. You know, and and I've I've had a few fights that were favorable matchups. But if you look, you know, I've fought the Masvidals, the Lozans, the the you know Anthony Pettis, Carlos Condit. You know, I've been in there with some great fighters, and it's great. It's it, it's 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 humbling, and it's uh you know, and I have a lot of gratitude for, 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 for how long I've been here, but I know that it's, it's not, it's, it hasn't been a gift. It's been a, it's been a byproduct of a lot of hard work. You know, I, I pride myself in being a guy that I've trained very hard for these fights. I don't leave any stone unturned. Um, and, and there's a reason why I've been here for as long as I have. And that's cause I've been putting the work in. I'm very dedicated to my craft and, um, you know, it's just, it's crazy to think it's been that long, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's like, uh, I'm becoming the veteran, you know, it's weird kind of saying that, but, got a lot of good fights left ahead of
0: me still yeah man and i feel like it's also obviously the fighting is really impressive but i just feel like you know you're a good guy and you have a good reputation within the company your commentary work the fact that you know people like having you around and you're able to do all this stuff and i feel like almost when new guys come into the company they look towards you like hey there's my Kies at said the gym i feel like you're a friendly face that everyone can come up to we've seen for example during fight weeks and stuff when you're the international fighter a lot of the fighters like to come up to you say hi and you're so gracious to the fans as well so i really think that does a lot of a lot of good as well along with the win streak and the great performances that you've had for people to be like hey like we love having this guy around let's make sure this guy's around as as much as possible but i'm wondering when, when you think back to 2012 when you won that contract and you think to now is is this kind of like is there a bit of a silver lining to you not getting that title shot yet and maybe getting it Around now and soon after this win, after this Vicente Luque, I think. Do you think? Do you think back to 2012 and now and the differences that you've made, but uh, you know, professionally, skill-wise, yourself as a person, to what it would be like getting a title shot now compared to back then?
2: Yeah, you know, I think it's taken a, a definitely like a, a, a maturation process. You know, I think that um, I wasn't mature enough. You know, if I if I had gotten, I think that you know the closest I'd been to the title. Um, from a, from a competitive standpoint, um, you know, it was like the Kevin Lee fight. I think we saw what happened. Kevin, you know, he, he got his hand raised that night and he went on to fight Tony for the interim title. I don't think I was mature enough at that point to handle, um, what comes with being a champion. And I can say that I have no problem saying that, you know, I'm a very humble guy. I know where I'm at now and I can look back at where I was then. And I don't think I would have been ready for the next level. And uh, I'm ready now. It just took me maturing, kind of figuring out who I am as a person, who I am as a man um you know i had a little streak where i was kind of a knucklehead thought that it was like it's time for me to start talking trash and kind of doing things like that that are really out of my character and uh for me to get to where for me to get to where i feel i'm destined for which is a title fight i just need to be true to who i am as a a man i'm I'm a humble guy i work hard and there's not a lot of bad things i could say about any of my opponents so when i kind of was on that little that little window of like trying to hype fights and talk a little trash that's just not true to who i am To me it was immature you know and to to, for some guys that's who they are that's true to who they are and that's fine i'm not saying anything bad about that that's just some people are or have it a little more comes more natural for them to do that for me it's very unnatural it's better for me to be true to myself be humble and um and i think that it's been the maturity process that that is also um it's gotten me to this point, you know, and on top of the fact, getting to the right
1: weight class. What was the actual turning point like that that made you realize this, you know, the maturation process?
2: After I lost a Pettis. Mm. After I lost a Pettis, you know, I, I'll, I'll never forget this, man. Um, I got home, I did I did my camp in Las Vegas. And I got home and, and John Wood called me. He just did check on me, make sure I was okay. And he's like, you know, I gotta tell you something, Mike. Like, can I give you my two cents? I'm like, yeah, let's hear it. And he goes, dude, you need to go back to who you were when I met you. When when I met John Wood in 2013, I was fresh off the Ultimate Fighter. You know, still that blue collar, hardworking, humble kid. In um, the work, I always worked hard. I never cut corners, but I lost. You know, I I, I brushed that humble side of me and just kind of tried to turn into this character to appeal to people to to kind of fit the norm of what MMA is now. People love hype. People love the trash talking. That's all fine and dandy, but it's just not true to who I am. And he was just like, "Dude, go back to who you were when I met you. Be that humble, hardworking kid. That's what's going to win you fights. You know, you you stepping out of character. You're putting too much pressure on yourself. You put in, I put enough pressure on myself as it is. And when I'm when I'm not being true to who I am as a person, who I am as a man, it put, it puts an even more tremendous amounts of pressure on myself because I gotta. I'm saying these things that really I don't really mean and. uh and it puts a lot of pressure on you. So I think that that phone call from John Wood, like, dude, go be who you were when I met you. Be be true to who you are. This isn't who you are. You're not you're not a trash talker. You're not a guy that's um, arrogant. You know, you're not super brash. You're a humble, hardworking guy. Be true to who you are. And and I think that that's also what kind of led to me getting more of these opportunities. Like you know, getting behind the desk, being more friendly and and welcomed amongst my peers and the fans. Um, be true to who i am and, and uh that's been a big part of 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 this resurgence i guess you could say
0: mm. all right michael Well, last question because i know you got to get going um a bit of a cliche but how do you see it going down man how do you see the victory coming at ufc 265 this weekend and then also i know you mentioned you're not looking past it but is it exciting to know that if the wind does come you have such exciting options maybe like The title shot or if that doesn't come together even a fight with someone like leon edwards which would be a very exciting fight as well
2: yeah great fights on the horizon man great fights on the horizon and i'm always my my aspirations in the sport and and getting to the ufc has always been to fight the best guys test myself i want to test myself i want to be able to when my time in the sunlight comes to an end i want to be able to say i competed against some of the best guys in the world win or lose and um you know it's just it's great to be in this position so you know, I can't predict how I get the, how I get, how I can't predict how the fight goes. Uh, I just know that uh, I'm very well prepared to, to fight whatever fight happens and, um, just put my best foot forward. And, uh, you know, I'm prepared if I got to get, get in the trenches and and getting, getting the the fire, like I always say, if I got to walk through the fire to beat this guy, so be it. If I have a dominant performance, I'm able to, 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 you know, do what I did in my last fight, whatever, you know, um, hard to make a prediction you know but i just know that i'm very well prepared for this fight and and i'm very well prepared for whatever comes thereafter
0: well guys make sure to follow mike at mike mav 22 on ig and twitter and make sure you don't pirate ufc ticks 265 or dana kiesa will use this particular set of skills to find you thank
1: you so much michael
0: <laughs> buy the pay-per-view <laughs> ufc 265 live in houston let's go
1: thanks mike good luck man great talking to you he's all good bye see ya